Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you once again to stay tuned for this broadcast today. You're listening to Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF right there in Madison and North Florida, South Georgia, driving down the interstate system. As long as you can get this signal, I pray you'll stay tuned if you're not a Christian. By all means, don't turn the dial. We want you to go with us into the Word of God and get a better understanding of God Himself. And maybe some questions that you have in your heart may be answered today. You know the Holy Spirit knows where you are. He knows who you are. He cares deeply about you because God loves you enough to give His Son for you. And I'm convinced that these kind of meetings, uh, these kind of, of coming togethers around God's Word, that, that, that it's not accidental or incidental. This is a divine appointment today. And because it is, I am convinced that God is going to speak to us today through His Word and by His Holy Spirit. And I believe He's going to speak something that we need to hear. So we would invite you to stay tuned to this Bible study in the Word of God. It's one of many that we bring uh, Tuesday after Tuesday right here over this radio broadcast. Uh, And we pray it will bless you today. This broadcast originates here in Tampa, Florida at the Holy Church of God Incorporated, where I have been the senior minister for working on our 43rd year now. Praise God. We're an affiliate of Independent Assemblies of God International, good standing since 1974. And we are part of that great company around the world of ministers and ministries that are proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, hastening the return of our Lord and our Savior. One of the reasons, one of the many reasons that we believe Christ is returning soon is because of the scriptures that says simply, when this gospel of the kingdom is preached into all the world, then shall the end come. And because of the technology we have today, the World Wide Web, in particular, as well as television and radio, the gospel is going to the nations of the world. It's incredible. Sometimes we have people come to our website from Borneo. Uh, I, the only thing I know about Borneo is the wild man from Borneo from the Little Rascals. <laughs> I don't know anything about some of these countries and, and Madagascar and places you've never heard of except through some little bit here or bit there. But all over the globe from Africa to to the Antarctic, from Asia to to uh, to just anywhere. Praise God! From the north, south, the east, and the west, people have come to our website, and many have downloaded a sermon or downloaded an edition of Let's Talk About Jesus. Therefore, the gospel through us and many, 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 many others are going to the nations of the world today. And we're grateful to be part of the broadcast family here on WMAF. We're 
so glad they arced it to the world wide web. We believe God is going to bless this station and make it a blessing. It's already a blessing in terms of its format, but make it a blessing in terms of its spiritual content to you and to your household today. Having said that, we're starting a brand new series this week. We pray that you'll join us for it, particularly if you're not a Christian, as we learn more about our God and our Savior, that you might learn more about Him as well. We're talking about being transformed by the Spirit, transformed by the Holy Spirit. God's incredible plan to make us like His Son, and how all of that works beginning with our salvation today. So if you have your Bibles, if you will turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 12 through 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 12 through 18. This is the context of the text that we want to use, the text being verse 18. Listen to what it says. It says, Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech, and not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded, for until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, which veil is done away in Christ. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. You see, many... Jewish people and their Messianic Jews who have seen the truth of the gospel beginning with their, their own scriptures in the Old Covenant, but they have seen the validity and veracity of the New Testament, and they know Christ is the Messiah, and they know have received Him as their Savior, but many have not. Even unto this day when Moses is read, the Old Covenant is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Glory to God. But we all, verse 18 says, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even by the Spirit of the Lord. This is the wondrous work of God in salvation, in the revelation of Christ as the Messiah, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, and in the realization of God's purpose within our life, His eternal purpose in saving us. I want to make a statement up front here, God's great purpose in saving you was not just to keep you from hell and get you into heaven. There's as 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 important and and serious that matter is. There's something greater that takes care of that. Actually, not going to hell and going to heaven is a byproduct of the greater purpose of God and the greater work of God and the greater call of God in your life. I hope you're intrigued enough and interested enough to stay tuned as we endeavor to see this greatest 
of all purposes of God that certainly will keep you from being banished and punished, certainly will seal you and secure you for heaven. But understand the work of God, the mightiest work of God of all. You see, there's a vital truth that keeps emerging in Scripture, namely this. God wants every one of His children, everyone who's come to Christ by faith, to become progressively more like His Son, Jesus Christ. In the fulfilling of that great process, salvation, forgiveness of sins, all of these things are working together, amen, to bring us to that high calling in our life. You see, this is the prize, I believe, of the high calling, the greatest work of the Holy Spirit in the Christian life after He saves you. In Philippians 3 and verse 14, the Apostle Paul echoed this great truth. He said, Forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forth to those things that are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Jesus Christ. Friend, I believe I can biblically define that high calling as what this is talking about here in verse 18 and in other scriptures. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of God. Paul knew the high calling of God is to be like Christ and to be like God, therefore, in our character. And, and, and that, that everything in his life was moving him in that direction. And he was reaching forward, straining forward is the actual uh, Greek connotation. I, I'm against the culture. I'm counterculture. I'm against the wind. I press toward the mark, the mark being the fullness of the measure of Christ for the prize, achieving that when Jesus comes ultimately, but all the while progressively moving in that direction. This understanding of this high calling of God to be like Christ will help you understand your present-day trial, your present-day temptations and testings, and how God is using all that touches your life and mine, to work together to that end. Praise God. It will help you trust Him through your trials as a Christian. It will help you uh, uh, understand um, better uh, the process that's going on within you when it looks like God may be abandoning you and God is not being faithful to you. Nothing could be further from the truth. And I believe if you understand His purpose and His ability to take everything in your life and work it together toward that purpose, and you begin to keep trusting Him through everything in your life, knowing that purpose is being achieved in your life, oh, friend of mine, it's going to change you from, from doubt <laughs> to faith, from fear to faith, and from doubt to trust. And God is going to have your full cooperation as you work with Him and He works in you. 
Praise God. I'm excited about this revelation in the Word of God. And those of you that are not a Christian, that are still listening, and I pray that you are today. Many of you, I know what you're saying. Some of you are so very sincere uh, that you are making a partial truth statement when you say, I can't live the Christian life. Therefore, there's no point in me coming to Christ. Friend of mine, I want you to know something. Uh, you're partially correct. You in and of yourself and I in and of myself cannot live the Christian life. Number one, because I can't change myself. I can try, but I know before I try that I'm going to fail. I can't change myself, but I can change my mind. And if I change my mind about the direction I'm headed in, that is called repentance. Repentance in the military would be to do an about-face, to spin on your heel and do a 180-degree turn. If you're on a road that you know will lead to destruction or you're on a road of sin that, that you will discover has either brought destruction or will bring destruction if you continue down that road and yet you feel you can't turn around. Friend, you can turn around. And the moment you turn around from darkness toward light, from Satan toward God, from sin toward Christ, the moment that occurs, God is authorized to do a work within you by His Holy Spirit. You know, there's a scripture in John's Gospel, chapter 1, and verse 12. I want to read 11 and 12, really. It said, He came to His own, and His own received Him not. But as many as received Him, to them gave He the power to become the sons of God. As many as received Him, to them gave He the power to become the sons of God. That's an incredible statement. This word power here means you have been authorized. It's a legal term. He's brought you and will bring you immediately into his royal family. Hallelujah. He will make you a son and a daughter of his very, very own. And from that moment, then there is an authorization for God, not against your will, but in cooperation with your will, praise God, to begin to work His will within your and my life. And He does it by His Spirit. Praise the Lord. His Word is involved in His work. As we study it, as we behold through it in a glass, His face, we are transformed into His image. That word transformed literally is from the Greek word met, metamorpho. We get our word metamorphosis from it. And, and that word metamorphosis is where a caterpillar goes into a cocoon and after a period of time comes out a beautiful, beautiful butterfly. Praise God. Friend of mine, I want to, I you know, someone said one time, you can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. Friend of mine, God is making silk purses out of sow's ear all the time because he is transforming lives. Because when you receive him as your Savior, he 
comes in by His Spirit, and He begins to work His eternal purpose in our lives. Hallelujah. Praise God. As many, and that can be you today, as many as received Him, if you repent of your sin and turn around and come and receive Christ as your Savior, as many as received Him, to them gave He what we cannot achieve within ourselves, gave He the power to become the sons of God. I love one of our, our promoted uh, brethren who was with us for years and has been in heaven for years. Uh, brothers, brother ha- Charles Hodges, he, 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 he gave me a booklet and one of the sayings in that booklet of sayings that he loved so very much was this. The greatest work that God can do is take an unholy man out of an unholy world and make him holy and put him back in the midst of that unholy world and keep him holy. Praise God. He also said something else that I loved and and I still repeat and repeat in it today. (laughs) If you've really got the God-given, God-granted victory that He has provided, you can live in a duplex with the devil a half a block from hell and keep the victory. I want to declare unto you that what you can't do in yourself, God can do in you, and God can and will do through you. You know, the Scriptures declare it's God that worketh in you, both to will and to do of His good pleasure, both to give you the desire, the will through transforming you from the inside out, and the power and strength and wherewithal, and the grace sufficient. Hallelujah! It's God that works in us when we receive Christ as our Savior. The devil is keeping many people today from coming to know Jesus because he's telling them, you know you can't live the Christian life. You know you can't give up that sin. You're bound by that habit. Friend of mine, I want you to know where the Spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. And if you just decide, you can't change yourself, but you can change your mind. And the moment you change your mind, God is authorized at that point to receive you and put His Spirit on the inside of you and transform you from the inside out. I feel such a witness today that God is speaking to somebody in this listening audience. And before this broadcast is over, you're going to come to know Christ as your Savior. You're going to become a child of God. You're going to become part of His royal family, and God is going to begin a work within you that's going to continue until Jesus comes, and then it's completed. Praise God. Amen. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 14. Paul begins to identify this mightiest work of all within our life. He says, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things that are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Jesus Christ. Paul said, 
I press, which means to strain forward. It would mean to be against the wind, to go counterculture, to, to press on in spite of the, the back pressure that we're receiving. Because he said, I have a goal that I'm reaching for. And it's nothing less than the prize of the high calling. And I see a mark and I'm pressing toward that mark. And we want to try to define that mark today biblically and scripturally. I believe that the scripture we just read is the prize of the high calling. That we are changed into His image. Metamorphosis, a spiritual metamorphosis takes place progressively in our life from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of God. Now I want you to look with me to Romans chapter 8, verse 28 and 29. Most people know verse 28 by heart. I call it the knot at the end of the rope. When you get at the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. This is that hang on scripture. But you won't be able to understand how God does this and be able to cooperate with Him through your trial, not just be delivered from it (laughs) until you understand and you begin to cooperate with verse 29. To take 28 without 29, you will never, ever, ever be able to appreciate God's eternal purpose and see good come out of bad, positive come out of negative. But taken together... And working together with God, we will see this, we will experience this, and you will not be delivered from every trial, but you will be delivered through them. God will give you grace sufficient, and when you come through, you won't be battered and bruised and bitter. You will be better, and you will understand better God's mightiest work within you. Hallelujah. You'll appreciate and appropriate grace more in your life, and you will know more about God's faithfulness on the other side of that trial than you will know before going through it as He takes you through it. Listen to this in its full context. Romans twenty-eight twenty-eight, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them are that are the called according to His purpose. Verse 29 defines specifically His purpose. For whom He did foreknow, He did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren, for whom he did foreknow, he did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. This is the highest calling in the Christian life. God in his sovereign power uses everything that touches my life and yours to accomplish this end. If we love Him enough to fully surrender to His will and His purpose. You can see this again in Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2. said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, 
holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Not being conformed to the world means not being pressed into the world's mold. It would read, don't let the world press you into its mold. Let God change you, transform you by the renewing of your mind. You know, the scripture is very clear in the New Testament. It said, and let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ the Lord who though he thought it not robbery to be called equal with God, he humbled himself. And he became, took on himself the form of a servant and became obedient even unto the death of the cross. Let this mindset be in you, which was also in Christ the Lord, who humbled himself. And you can see this very clearly in the garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus prayed, If there's any other way, let this cup pass from me, but nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will be done. Hallelujah. Listen, friend of mine, when we can come to the place of surrender, that we present our bodies a living sacrifice, all that we are, all that we have, we surrender it to His sovereign will, His eternal purpose, then we can let God take us through our trials, take us through our tests, and achieve His eternal purpose in our life. Praise God. When we understand what's going on, when we don't understand what's going on, when we trust Him because we know He's at work within us, And we know that His promise to never leave us nor forsake us means that right through that trial, God is with us. And He's going to grant the grace sufficient. And He's going to grant the peace necessary to to have that peace that passes understanding. You know, Jesus said, in this world you'll have tribulation. The Greek word there is helps us. It it is the word that means anguish and pressure in this fallen world, in our faulty bodies, in this fallen world. You shall experience tribulation. But he says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Praise God. This Christ that is with us has faced everything that we're going to face and overcome it. And he didn't do it for himself. He did it for our sake that we might know that victory, that power, that grace, and that peace in our heart and in our life. And Jesus said, My peace I give unto you. It's not as the world gives. You know, the peace the world gives defined in, in a sentence, in the couple of sentences in Webster's Dictionary, and it just simply says the cessation of wars. Uh, the absence of, of, of any kind of pressure, the absence of storms. When the storm ceases, there's peace. Honey, the storm always comes. The, the, the wars always occur. It's, it's a constant in our fallen world. It's a constant within our own members. The Apostle Paul's talked about the spirit warring against the flesh and the 
flesh warring against the Spirit until he was exhausted by the warfare within and said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of sin in Romans chapter 7? And then he answers the question. He said, I thank God through Jesus Christ. You see, friend, when you come to Christ as your Savior, God goes to work within you. God makes a commitment to you to not never leave you nor forsake you. And when the trials come to give you grace sufficient and peace that passes all understanding. He may not immediately speak to the storm without that's causing such a storm within. It may rage on and cause you to question God. But if you will put your trust in Him in the midst of that storm, if you will praise Him in this storm, because you know that all things, even this thing, will work together for good, will bring you closer to God, will allow God to work His purpose within you, you can trust Him through that storm. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because of what you know is occurring. And you know one thing for sure. If you put your trust in Him in the midst of that storm, He will speak to the storm it's created in you and He will say, Peace, be still. And that peace that passes understanding, anyone can understand when the storm ceases, peace comes. But no one can understand how peace can come while the storm rages on except the Christian who knows that all things are working together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. And His purpose is that we might not be conformed to this world, but transformed into the image of His dear, wonderful Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Praise God. Oh, friend of mine, God loves you so much today. You can change your mind, and you can receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior today. And I pray you will do it right now. Well, our time is gone. Would you come back next week, and let's talk about Jesus. <laughs> 